Hello and welcome to Podcasters on Purpose. This is Debbie Adea, your host, and today I'm really excited to share with you Joy Chang. Joy Chang, MSW, the queen of transformational book publishing, is passionate about helping people write and publish their books so they can make the income and impact they desire and deserve. She believes that when we share our stories, we heal ourselves and we heal the world. Joy is a Patrick Snow certified publishing coach, international best-selling author, TEDx and professional keynote speaker, mentor, healer, circle facilitator, and a trained yoga teacher. She is the best-selling author of The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love, about her personal journey of healing herself naturally from deep depression and suicidal thoughts through self-love. Joy is a featured author and the number one international best-selling book, Being Unapologetic by David DiGiorgio, and will be featured in the upcoming book series, Success is All BS. Selling More is All BS, and Excellent Leadership is All BS by Stephen De La Cruz. She is also the host of the podcast, The Naked Truth Movement, where she interviews guests who are willing to share inspiring stories and be vulnerable so less people feel alone. She has also been interviewed on over 30 podcasts, including Conscious Millionaire with millions of listeners all over the world. And today she's here to talk to you about her podcasting journey and the work that she's doing in the world. We have a little bit of lightning and thunder going on, so it's going to be an exciting episode today. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Joy. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you about how you kind of built out your show and about what you speak about. I think self-love is such an important topic for our planet in general, right? And I think so many people go through the journey of feeling deep depression and having suicidal thoughts and the comparison syndrome that people go through, and they do it alone and suffer in silence. So I love the work that you're doing and bringing a light to that. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing that I think with, you know, especially with how technology is today, that in a way, we're able to be more connected than ever, right? We, we can, I mean, I've got clients all over the world. And it's amazing to be able to just, you know, work from anywhere and just have internet and, and I can connect to anybody. And yet, I think that because of that, we also can feel like we're connected when we're really not, you know, because it feels like a false sense of connection, because we're, you know, seeing, like you said, that comparison where we can find ourselves comparing our lowlights to other people's highlights and without knowing really what's going on, you know, behind the scenes in their journey. And it can make us feel really isolated and alone. It's so true. My sister, she runs a neurobiology division over at Bilkent University in Turkey. And every time I talk to her, she's, you know, she's saying how the impact of Facebook is pretty extraordinary and exceptional and how people feel about their own lives. You know, we just see, Mm -hmm. like you said, those highlights and we, we really are missing out on the true connection. I think we used to get more of before social media existed, right? Right. Yeah, because we had to, right? It's like if you wanted to know how someone was doing, you know, you had to pick up the phone and call them. You, you couldn't just look on their feed and see, you know, what's going on <laughs> and feel like you kind of have an idea of what's going on in this person's life. You know, you had to like reach out, right? Or even yeah. before the phone where you just had to actually go and, and talk to people, and you know, in person. It's so true. And then the self-care aspect too, and the self-nurturing and self-loving aspect where we, you know, maybe we're on the computers even more nowadays than we used to be and not really taking the time to take that nurturing where you go and you sit with a friend and belly laugh for an hour or really connect in and find out what's going on in their heart and their soul and share what's on yours. You know, I think it's so important to make time for that. So, you know, I love what you're up to with The Naked Truth, and I know you've got a TEDx talk coming up. Can you speak a little bit to your journey into podcasting? I know you had your book first. 
Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how that all came to pass with your own story? Sure. So I don't know how far back <laughs> you want me to go. <laughs> Maybe but, the inspiration yeah, so, point, like that turning point for you with a little bit before would be great. Sure. So my book came out in August of 2017. And, you know, I was really inspired through hearing about a speaker talk about when we die, if we don't share a story, then it gets lost in the world forever. And basically, if we don't, you know, share a story that no one else could, because nobody could write our story the way that we would. So it really inspired me to share my story. And so that's what first gave me the inspiration to write my book. And that was my first intention with my book was to share my story. My second intention was to inspire other people to share their story. And then my third intention was to use my book as a tool to grow my business. And then when I you know, launched my book, I ended up going to the New Media Summit, you know, which is where we met mm-hmm. the first event in September of 2017. And so that was actually, it wasn't planned, but that was really perfect timing to, you know, launch my book and then to go to this event and end up getting booked on a bunch of shows to help promote, you know, my book and the work that I do in the world. And I think I don't actually remember like the exact moment when I decided that I wanted to do a podcast, but I think I actually had been considering it actually before, now that I'm remembering back, like around that time that I was starting my book, actually starting the writing process, I had been thinking about starting a podcast. And I decided, for some reason, I just said, you know, I'm just going to focus on the book first, because it's kind of a lot to do, you know, at least for me, like two things, like big things at once, right? So I was like, okay, I'm just going to put all of my focus and my energy into writing my book, and then get that done. And then, you know, start focusing on the podcast. And so that was my that was my plan. And then, you know, going to the New Media Summit events definitely inspired me more to do my podcast to get my message out there. And then it, you know, actually took me about a year when I actually launched it um, in September last year. But what was amazing was that, you know, I ended up was in a women's circle and they had, you know, we did this visualization around what is it that wants to come through, like what wants to be birthed to us right now in the world. And what came to me was my podcast. And that was kind of something that had been, you know, knocking on my door for a while. But you know, I just had other things that were going on. And so, but I was like, okay, it feels like I can't ignore this calling anymore. You know, I'm sure you've had that mm-hmm. <laughs> experience where something's just knocking at your heart. And you're like, okay, you know, not right now. But then eventually, you're like, okay, fine, you know, I'm gonna surrender. I'm, I'm just gonna trust that this is happening for a reason and, you know, allow it to come through. And so I decided that, you know, I was going to launch my podcast. And I actually got really inspired at the New Media Summit event, the one before that in April. And because we had a, you know, new podcast panel where the people who had launched podcasts since the summit before mm-hmm. were, you know, on the stage. And so I told myself, I'm going to be on that stage at the next event. That's awesome. And that next event was in September, you know, 2018. And so I like literally just declared, you know, I said, okay, this is when I'm going to launch my podcast. I'm going to get it done before that event. And then it ended up being like two weeks from when I did that, made the decision <laughs> to the event and had launched it with five episodes interviewed and released. And it was, it was so crazy to think like how, you know, over, I had been wanting to do it for over a year. And then when I made the decision, it took two weeks. And I think it just really shows the power first of, you know, making a decision, right, and declaring it, and then also asking for the support. So what I did was I basically just posted it on Facebook and said, you know, this is what I'm doing. And this is my why, like, I think that's really important so that people, you know, I think I got a lot of support because it wasn't just about me. It was like, this is the bigger why this is why I want to do this, because I want people to feel less alone. You know, I want there to be less anxiety and depression in the world. 
through being vulnerable, through sharing our stories um, and our challenges. And so I think because I shared that, it was amazing to see like the people that reached out to me, you know, were amazing. They're like, oh my God, I've never shared this story before, but I want to share this on your show. And so I think that that was a big thing is, is being willing to ask for the support and to share your why so that people can really understand like why you're doing what you're doing. That's really powerful. I love that. And your show actually was very successful early on, right? Like, can you talk a little bit about like post launch? Obviously, you're at the New Media Summit, which is probably pretty helpful too. But what was that like when you actually had your episodes or five released or whatever? How did that all go for you? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I think it didn't hurt to have like 100 or 200 people at the yeah. summit <laughs> that were, you know, aware of my show and then having. Yeah, and, and it was amazing. You know, some of the icons there were also part of the, the first five episodes that were released. And to just have their support, you know, was really amazing. And so it really it definitely helped. And, you know, basically, it's, it's kind of like a book launch where you're, you know, telling everybody <laughs> that you know to go and, you know, go to iTunes and subscribe to the show and leave a review. And the nice thing is it's free though, you know, I mean, sometimes you can do that for free with a book launch as well. But a lot of times you do like a 99 cents, you know, launch. So yeah, it's pretty similar to that. I think that it was helpful to have the definitely the support of the new media summit, you know, family with me. That's awesome. And so what have you found like, because obviously, before you had your podcast, you're also you're on a bunch of different shows. How has podcasting as a guest as well as a host helped you with getting your message out and your story more out into the world? Yeah, I think that, you know, honestly, it was really great that I was able to be on so many shows before I launched my podcast, because I feel like having been a guest on a lot of other people's shows, and also just seeing how they do their show helped me with mine, you know, because what Mm -hmm. I realized is that everybody does their show differently, right? There are no like, (laughs) there has to be this way kind of thing. And so I think it was really good to be on a lot of different shows and to see people's styles and then to really think about, you know, what do I want my show to be like? And I'm sure that, you know, it it evolves over time too, right? And I hope that like, as I keep going with this journey that I will get better and better at it. You know, I'm sure just like anything in the beginning, you know, none of us are really amazing at something usually. (laughs) So it's a learning curve, right? And um, yeah, so I think that, like I said, being a a guest on a lot of other shows helped me to be a host. That's awesome. Yeah. And we definitely, we all get better as we go for sure. It's great. You can go back to your early episodes and be like, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm getting better. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's great to have those memories too. You know, I remember my first couple episodes, I was so nervous just to even read someone's bio. Like I stuttered, I couldn't get it out. And so eventually I just learned to say, you know, I don't always do a great job reading these, but just know by the time we actually publish, it'll be, it'll sound good. But I always think it's really important for people to hear who they are mm-hmm. before they, you know, share what it is that they do. So I always like to do that before I interview someone. What were some of the styles for you that really stood out on some of the podcasts? Like if you pick like that one or two different styles that you thought were kind of more resonant with you? Yeah, I would say so what I do with my show is I kind of like to do a combination of conversation and structured questions. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, you know, I think that conversations are really interesting that people like to hear, you know, the the conversation and the stories. But then I, I like the structured questions, because I think sometimes maybe with the conversation, it can get away from the focus. And so for me, you know, I, I have an intention with my podcast. And so I want to make sure that every episode is still leaning towards that intention, you know, so that it's not like, okay, let's just have a conversation and talk about anything. But like, let's really 
talk about, you know, what you've been through and the challenges that you've gone through so that hopefully my listeners can, you know, identify with that and feel like they're not alone in their challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, one of the podcasts that comes to mind is Bruce, you know, Langford's. Mm-hmm. He did a really good job of like asking, you know, very specific questions that are very specific to his podcast because his podcast is called Mindfulness Mode. And so he asked like, you know, what does mindfulness mean to you? And yeah, I don't know. It's just like one of those that stands out to me because he had very specific questions that I think are unique to his show. That's great. And what would you say in terms of like just guests that you've had on that you've been interviewing? Like what are some of the stories that have been told? Maybe you're one of your top ones that really impacted you. I know we all low, learn and grow as we have people on our show. What's you know one story mm-hmm. that stands out for you out of the people that you've had on the show? I'm sure there's many that do, but just one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one that almost made me cry. <laughs> you know, a couple of them. And so, yeah, it was interesting because, you know, I do my, my podcast on video. So, guests had told me after the episode that he's like, oh, I felt like you were going to cry. And but not like, of course, it's not a bad thing. It was just like, because, you know, he thought that that was good for the people to see because it felt like a different, could connect to me in a different level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so his story was about how his wife had been sick. And basically, I think she had cancer. And he said that at one point, you know, she said something to him and was like, I need to say something to you and talk, you know, I want to talk to you about something. And he had been kind of told that, you know, when people are getting near the end of their life, that they'll have a moment of clarity. Mm. And it was like, she said this thing in a way that was the most clear that she had ever been in a long time. And she basically said, like, I give you permission, I release you from like, being with me, you know, after I pass to like, go in and be with someone else. And it was just like, beautiful, you know, for her to give him that gift, because he said that after she passed, you know, after he had been, you know, grieving, and then healed, you know, some of that loss, it was then he was able when he was ready, it's like, he felt like, it really helped him to be able to move on and to find another love, you know? And so, yeah, I'm sure I'm not telling it as great as he did, <laughs> but that really like that story really touched me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true love when you're wanting someone to be well and happy w- with no selfish, you know, intent, but just that you right. And I think that yeah. moves your soul, right? I had mm-hmm. a, um, a guy on my show, the spiritual entrepreneur who, one of the episodes that really impacted me was around forgiveness and his stepdad actually, it was Christmas time and he, and this is very violent. So just brace yourself if you're sensitive, but he had a baseball bat that was his present and this stepfather or whatever killed his mother with a baseball bat. And it was horrible. Like his whole life shut down. He had so much anger and hatred for this man. And he actually took the journey of going in and, finding him after he got out of prison and did like a whole thing of forgiveness. And he says, you don't realize how much when you are holding someone else, you know, responsible or you're not, you know, hating them, how much it affects you. You're really imprisoning mm-hmm. yourself and the freedom that came and the expansion that happened in his life from being willing to do that. But I just, it was so superhuman to me that someone could do that, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it moves your soul when people are that mm-hmm. loving, you know, Mm-hmm. And willing to yeah. be in that place. 
What would you say, obviously you do a lot of work with, with self-love and I know you, a lot of that also is helping us kind of live into who we really are in the world and sharing that, that story as, as, as you talk about. For people maybe that are like wanting to express at a deeper level that are already have a show or maybe they're you know thinking about stepping into creating their own show and they, they know they have a story and a part of themselves that they want to share, but they're a little scared, what would be some of your advice? Just do it. Honestly, right? like I, I mean, it's, it sounds simple. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it is simple, really. It's to just start doing it. You know, I, I think that the the more we do something, that more comfortable we feel. Right in the beginning, it feels really scary. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, you know, launching my podcast was really scary for me. It felt like a really big thing. It honestly felt bigger than putting my book out there. Mm-hmm. At the time when I put my book out there, that was the biggest thing, right? That felt really scary. And so like everything, I think when we're doing something for the first time, it's scary because we've never done it before, right? And so the first time is going to feel really scary, but just know that the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to feel. And of course, the, that's how we grow is when we're doing things that are scary, you know, it just means that we're about to grow. And so, you know, if, if you are in that place, just take a deep breath and just start sharing your story, putting it out there. And also surround yourself with people that are going to be supportive, you know, that are going to encourage you on that journey. Beautiful advice. I love that. And would you say it's something I hear people a lot of times say, do I do a book or do I do a podcast, right? Which comes first? Like, do you have any advice around kind of trajectory? I mean, I know the way you did it. What would be your recommendation? Yeah, it's like the chicken and egg thing, right? Right. (laughs) You know, I don't know what the right answer is to that because I think I could see both sides of it, I suppose. So, you know, if you have your book first, then you can use your podcast to promote your book, right? And so I know that having that platform can help to promote your book, to increase your book sales and and to just share more of, you know, the message from your book. But then if you do a podcast first, you could actually have content for your book then, you know? So so I don't know. I know that probably <laughs> doesn't answer the question. But it's uh, I would say maybe go with what calls you, you know, what's mm-hmm. calling you is the book calling you first or the podcast? Because um, I don't know if you can really go wrong with either. I, like I said, I, I think there's pros and cons in a way like to both. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. Would you say that if someone was wanting to launch a book, would you have some advice? I knew that's one of the things that you, you know, you've helped people uh, get their stories out uh, in that way. What, what would be some of your advice to someone who might want to write and put a book out? Yeah, we'll definitely get support. I know for me, I spent, you know, a few months trying to do it on my own. I mean, probably a, a little over a year before that. But yeah, like when I really decided I wanted to do it, I still struggled to do it on my own. And so I had a mentor that said, you know, if you really want to get this book done, if you're really serious about getting your book done and getting it out in the world, then I would hire someone to help you because making that investment is going to make you more committed to actually get it done, you know, and she was right. Like as soon as I hired someone, I was able to get my book done in three months. And so I would definitely not try to do it on your own because it's going to take you so much longer. It's going to be so much harder. You don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So having someone that has already been there that knows, you know, how to do it and knows what to avoid, like the mistakes to avoid and the things to do right so that you can actually have a really successful, you know, book launch that's going to lead to, you know, a lot of money on the other end of it. And as you know, you probably know that the money doesn't come from the book sales, most likely, right? It's going to come from the other end. So looking at, you know, being very intentional when you write your book about what is my intention with this book? What do I want it to lead to? You know, as Steve, as our friend Steve Olsher always says, it's like, what's the, 
the end of that path, right? The profit path. So, mm-hmm. so what, what, what are the ways that you might use your podcast to help you to grow the readers of your books or to help to support your book as an author? Yeah. So to use the podcast to grow the book. Well, I would definitely have, you know, you can mention that in your intro or your outro of your podcast and or having, you know, a time like a break during an interview where you mention your book and where to get the book. And so, yeah, that would be one of the ways to, to grow it. That's great. And as far as your technology goes, it sounds like you're doing some video as well. So what's your setup that you've been using for your podcast? So I use Zoom. I love Zoom, which I know you use as well. But yeah, I I love the video aspect because, you know, I honestly debated whether or not to do the video because I heard some people say, well, I think that, you know, you can get more information from somebody when they're not on video. But for me, I realized, well, I just think that having a video platform is great because then you can put it on YouTube, right? So then you can have a different audience that you might not be able to reach otherwise, as well as just it's nice to be able to see somebody when you're having that conversation with them. So that's why I chose video. And so I use Zoom. And then I, you know, have my professional, you know, Blue Yeti microphone and headphones. And, you know, I always tell my guests, you know, of course, let them know that it's going to be video and to make sure that they've got good lighting and good background. Awesome. And are you outsourcing any part of your podcasting now? Like, do you do your own editing? Yeah, I... So that's something that, so to be honest, that was a big part of why I was like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do this podcast, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I am not like the most tech savvy person. I, I can figure things out. You know, I'm proud of myself to have been able to, you know, figure out as much as I have. But I was very overwhelmed, kind of scared, like the whole tech part. I was like, how do I do that? Like, I knew I could do the interview piece. You know, I've interviewed people in my previous job and I just know that that was something I was comfortable doing. But with the whole tech piece, that's something that I didn't feel comfortable with. So the good news is if you're listening and you're thinking the same way, like I don't know how I would do the tech piece. Well, you don't have to, right? So there are definitely people that you can pay to do that. And you don't have to spend a ton of money. There are people that will, you know, you can invest four or $500 a month and they'll do it all for you. But if you, you know, maybe don't have that budget, you definitely don't need to spend that much. So for me, I basically have somebody on Fiverr that does all of my editing. So, you know, I pay like $20 an episode and I only do a weekly show. So it's like $8 a month. And then I pay $20 for my hosting every month. So it's $100. And then I do my own show notes and I do my graphic, which really isn't that hard if you just, you know, spend a little time to create it once. It's basically copy and paste, right? So, and I actually had fun with my graphic doing that. And yeah, the show notes, you know, don't have to be. I know some people do really intensive show notes, you know, where they basically write everything out or they put a lot of detail into it, but it can be whatever you want it to be because it's your show, you know? Yeah. And some people don't even have a show website like uh, JJ Flazanes we had on here. She didn't even have a show website and she's got, I think, 105,000 downloads or something a month. So mm-hmm. you don't have to if that's another issue too. I think it's a good point that you're bringing up. So what about your show got ranked pretty high pretty quickly? Did you do any extra promotion around it? Or was that just organic from being at the New Media Summit and sharing it with your audience? How did your show raise up in the ranks? Well, to be honest, a part of it was, like we said, the New Media Summit and having, you know, just reaching out to people and saying, hey, can you, you know, subscribe and leave a review. And so there was definitely that. I did do some extra. I did have somebody help me with some extra promotion as well. 
So that definitely helped with the rankings as well. What type of promotion, if you don't mind my asking, did you have them do out of curiosity? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I actually was um, someone from the New Media Summit had shared that resource with me. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, yeah, you know, give it a shot. And I think it was like the first 24 hours, 48 hours was like free or something. So I was like, okay, let's just give it a shot, you know? And so (laughs) it seemed like it was like, you know, helping with, you know, increasing in the ranks. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm not actually sure to be honest, like what he, how, what or how he does it, but (laughs) he basically helps you to get ranked, you know, higher in iTunes and to be one of the like top shows. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I could talk to you all day, Joy, you know that, but um, <laughs> I know you have a, a TEDx coming up. So just tell us a little bit about that, if you would, what, you, what you're going to be speaking on, if you want to search for her TEDx. Yeah, well, it's going to be about self-love. So that is, you know, what my book is about. And the reason that that is something that's so, so passionate about is because it's the thing that I've struggled the most with in my life. So, you know, they say you teach what you need to learn, right? So it's the thing that I've had to learn. And of course, it's a never ending journey. So, so that's why I'm really excited to be talking about that for my TEDx talk. I love that. And I think it's such an important topic. I'm really glad that you're putting that out there on that platform, especially yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think, you know, it's something that we know, but I it's we can never be reminded enough of, right? Because there's so many layers to it. Like it's not just about, you know, taking care of yourself, eating right, you know, mm-hmm. getting a massage, like what we might think of as self-care and it's not just like writing affirmations or reading affirmations. Like there there's so many things to it, you know. It's it's about mm-hmm. our thoughts, it's about our beliefs, our feelings, it's about our actions. Like there there's so much to it. Yeah, it's a great topic. And it's one that you can go so deep in, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it really affects all areas of our life, right? It does. If look at, like, if we're not loving ourselves in one area, where, where else does that show up in our life? And like, it's just, yeah, it really does. It can and, and does affect every single area. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think too, giving yourself the self love and space to express the unique soul that you are is so important. And I, I know a lot of that starts with being, yeah, truly loving to yourself. And willing to mm-hmm. accept yourself for who you are. And I, I feel like that's where a lot of fulfillment in life comes is in the full self-expression of who we're here to be. You know, that's mm-hmm. how we get to witness the greatness that we each are. So I love that you were doing that. And I love how you hold the space for people to step into that and share their story too. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Really beautiful. So if you could leave the um, the listener today with one piece of advice, say that if they already are a podcaster, they're wanting to get into podcasting, or they just like to listen to podcasts, but let's just say <laughs> they're already in podcasting or they're, you know, they're wanting to start a show, what would be your one piece of advice? I would say similar to the story, just to do it and to declare it and make it like set a goal of when I want to launch this podcast. You know, for me, my experience is that when we set a date to something, it is so much more likely to happen, you know, Mm -hmm. and to actually put it out there on Facebook to hold yourself accountable to have other people hold you accountable. I did that with my book. And I did that on purpose, because I knew that I didn't want to be the person that always talked about my, you know, writing a book and never actually did it. (laughs) So if I put it out there, I'm like, okay, now I got to do it. And so then I did the same thing with my podcast. I'm like, okay, well, that worked with my book. So I'm going to do it again with my podcast. That's you know, awesome. and so I did, I, I put it on Facebook, I put it on my page, I declared when this was happening. And yeah, so that would be my advice is to declare your date, say, okay, decide when you're going to do it, and then put it on Facebook, and then see what happens and ask for support. You know, if you obviously, if you decide you want to do an interview style, and you can need to have guests, and you don't have, 
you know, at least five people that you can have, then put it out there and say, hey, I need five people to interview by this date. And you'd be really surprised, you know, how many people are willing to actually support you. Absolutely. And if you even want to put it in the comment section for this uh, episode, we'd love to know what your declaration is. That'd be fantastic. And Joy, if they wanted to find you and your show and your beautiful work in the world, where would they go? So the best place to go is my website, which is joychang.com. That's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you again for sharing your beautiful gifts on the show. I hope you have an extraordinary TEDx. I know you will. And you guys, if you're listening in, you can check out her book. It's called, again, The Naked Truth. And you want to read the, the whole title for them? It's The Naked Truth. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> naked, actually books called The Naked Truth. So unless you search for my actual name and The Naked Truth, you probably won't find it. But yeah, the title is The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love. Perfect. And there's a beautiful picture of her on the front, totally, you know, bearing it all and being very vulnerable. So yeah, there's probably not a lot of books actually with like a naked woman on the cover. (laughs) It's called The Naked Truth actually. So that that will distinguish my book from other books. Yes, it will. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So Joy, thank you again for being on the show. It's been delightful to have this conversation with you. And I'm really excited to see where your podcast continues to go and where you go after this TEDx too. So Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks again for having me, Debbie. It's been my pleasure. If you're new or returning to this show and have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to receive the latest episodes as they're released. And if you love what you heard today, we'd love a great review too. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll see you next time on Podcasters on Purpose. Hey there, have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? If so, I'd love to support you with giving you a free guide on how you can create your studio and setup for your podcast. If you'd be interested in learning more about the microphone that I use, the headset that I use, the software that I use <laughs> to do these shows, I'd love to share that with you. You can go on over to podcastingonpurpose.com.